1: Hello, 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 everybody. Hi. Welcome to another episode. Yeah. Anna is very sing-songy today. You
0: can tell when I'm feeling better because of how sing-songy I get, and I just feel like I sound lighter.
1: I told her I wish that we had a camera on because she was dancing right before we pressed start.
0: Yeah, I had some really big sneezes, and then I danced (laughs) them off, and it was a lot of fun. Well, welcome back, everybody. Last week's episode was kind of heavy. And so Alexandra and I decided to take a break from the heavy and just bring you back to some more summer fun. We are definitely going to be looping back to the topics that we talked about last week and the legal things. And we attended a really amazing webinar that we're going to be talking about hopefully sometime in the near future. But it was just really enlightening. And so we will get back to that, but not today. No, not today. No, today we're going to catch you up on what we've been doing in the last week. What have you been doing in the last week? A lot of
1: nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to read. And you're caught up. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Period. That's it episode over. That's like the <laughs> fastest episode in history. Yeah. There you go. You're welcome. I'm actually trying to read some books for book club. We are reading Jules' autobiography, Never Broken. It's amazing. It's really good. It is so good. And I'm glad you said that, Alexandra, because I am enjoying it as well.
1: Yes. I was just telling my babysitter, she has challenged herself and I don't remember how many books she said she wanted to read. Maybe her intent is like one a week or something like that. So she spends all her time, usually after she puts Buddy down, she is reading her book on her Kindle, but she gets them all from the library.
2: Mm. And so
1: I was asking her what kind of book she reads and she was giving me some suggestions. I generally get into the personal growth stuff, which we've talked about here on podcast and so I was like, I just need a summer break, like a summer break from that too. So I started reading some Chicklet, and those I fly through. Devour. Yeah. But Jewel's book is also, I wouldn't call it Chicklet in the sense of no. like the romantic comedies that are beach reads, you but it's really good. I told her about it and I was like, she's a very good writer. She should be. She's a songwriter, but.
0: It is a really easy yeah. story to read and it's interesting, which yeah. makes it a good page
1: turner. And I'm someone where I always catch myself because when people have fame and they are financially well off and it's very clear what their talent is, I tend to kind of create almost this like imposter syndrome for myself. In regards to, oh, well, it's Jules, so things must have just fallen in place really nicely. She knew what her talent was. She was discovered and all this. And then when you get into stories, she's not the only person where you're like, oh, no. Like, they talk about Jim Carrey, who was living out of his car and wrote mm-hmm. himself. I think it was like a, was it a $10 million check that he wrote himself himself? and um, kept it in his wallet until he actually got paid that. And you hear the stories of people being discovered and getting to this point. And some people, it just falls into place and boom, they have that fame. But it's interesting to hear the ups and downs and, and trials and tribulations. And for me, it's not necessarily about that part, but it's the overcoming those obstacles. That's where I tend to really get a lot of those tips and tricks of like, okay, yes, like, You have been able to do this. How can I take that information and apply it to my own life?
0: It definitely makes these people human.
1: Right? Yeah. And being
0: humanists that we are. I think we like stories where we can identify with the main character. And Jewel has definitely done that because in her upbringing alone in the first 50 pages, you're like, oh, I have had similar, not exact experiences as that, but I have had in my life or know people who have just makes them more human. And along the lines of people getting discovered, wasn't Ashton Kutcher like discovered in a grocery store? It could be. I would love to be discovered in a grocery store.
1: I thought you wanted to meet your mate in a
0: grocery store. Well, that, I definitely want that to happen, too. But I probably should dress a little better when I go to the grocery store if I want to be discovered or find my mate.
1: Yeah. Well, what do you want to be discovered for? I don't know. Oh. Oh.
0: And someone's going to be like, you have that look that we are looking for for this thing. And I'm just hoping it's really positive and something that I can aspire to. I'm not not like, love- we need someone who looks like a bum in this next movie. And I'm like, <laughs> I got you because I'm in my jammies today and I didn't put makeup on. I came to your house the other day and I was like, Al, I went to the grocery store and I didn't have makeup on. And it was so weird. And not that I'm like full on face makeup like a Dallas chick. But I definitely feel like I need to have mascara on lest I look like a male. You do not look like a male. Someone
1: told me once that I did. I had days where I was crying. I Uh, don't... We're going to get into things you should not say to children, but that is one of those things that I don't understand. Like I had a horrendous haircut when I was younger, and this little old lady couldn't tell if I was a boy or a girl. And it hits you. It's like... I understand she was just trying to gather information, but I feel like, why did it matter, the information? Like... What is that going to inform for you?
0: No, this was just like days after Sean died and I had been crying for days on end and I couldn't wear makeup because I was just going to cry it off. And we went out to do something. We actually went out in public and I was already like kind of feeling like I don't care what people think because I have just gone through this really horrific thing, but I wasn't wearing makeup. And then someone who knows us commented how I look like a male. That's horrible. Well, and then I, like, it took me a few years, but then I went to the store without makeup and I was like, I'm going to do this. And I I had that, like, I just don't care what people think today because I'm in my gym shorts. Good for you.
1: Good for you. I went through a whole thing at one point. It's interesting people's ideas and how they latch on. I knew someone who kept talking about how long hair on females is feminine. And so if you have short Mm -hmm. hair, that is less feminine. And I was like, that's kind of BS. I don't think that your hair length has anything to do with how effeminate you are. And so I got really annoyed by hearing comments like that, that I chopped my hair off. (laughs) I was like, there you go. Cause I was challenged. It was like me not being in my worth enough. Like I could feel myself kind of being triggered by what this person was Mm -hmm. saying. And I was like to prove it to myself. Cause I, I mean, you guys cannot see me, but I am not well endowed in the chest area. (laughs) And so I I was like, I'm going to chop off my hair. And I, I mean, it wasn't like a pixie cut or anything, but you know what I say? Wear your hair however you want. Wear makeup if you want or don't. And just do you, is what I say.
0: Alexandra and I were having this conversation recently. That's one of the wishes that I have for my middle school kids that I counsel. You know, I so wish that they didn't have to wait to get in their 40s to stop caring what other people think. But I feel like through the decades, we all go through these developmental periods. And unfortunately for many of us, it takes to getting into the 40s to stop caring what people Mm -hmm. think. Funny enough, when I did my semester abroad in Russia, when I was in college, I came back and decided to chop off my hair. I thought that maybe I had the face for it, but I don't. And immediately I was like, this is a mistake. And I don't know if it was just that the cut that I got wasn't exactly what I was hoping for. I mean, it definitely wasn't after like I had an idea. I think I even looked through magazines for like short haircuts. And then I went to the salon, got it cut, left there going, I don't think this is what I was hoping
1: for. And then I immediately grew it back out. Well, and that's amazing that you can do that. My (laughs) hair grows at a snail's pace. So one wrong cut, like when you're 12, I think it took a year and a half for it to grow out (laughs) because my hair does not, even my hairstylist will be like, your hair does not grow fast. Like you cannot be as adventurous with your hair if you want to try something and hope it grows out quickly. This is why I get
0: jelly when people are like, I didn't have to shake my legs today. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a daily part of my routine. It's not just on the top of my head. I got to shave my Uh. legs every day. It just has to happen. Just and just what I just. wanted to say before about like someone telling me that I looked like a male, you know, if you want to look like a male, then again, you do oh, you, it's sure. on you. I have no problem with that. It is not my goal to go out there and have people think that I'm a male because I'm a
1: female interested in males. And that's the gender that you associate with. I think it it's most the intent. Certainly is. it's the intent behind when people say it. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying a statement in general, but if someone is... Like, what is the point? What is the goal of someone saying that? And it again, definitely
0: wasn't like, hey, Anna, you look pretty. It was like the opposite of that. Exactly. I think is what so, was trying
1: to be communicated. And then it made me very self-conscious. My point is it wasn't very kind. Like, this person wasn't trying to lift you up with it. They were just being unkind. Because lately more what I've been saying is, it's none of your business. Like, why do you have to comment on what I look, I look I like right now? I want to take a guy <laughs> home with me tonight, <laughs> it's none of your business.
0: If he, okay,
1: want to anyway. be hey,
0: hang on none of your business. Uh, All right. Well,
1: hold on. I have to give her a moment. Are you good?
0: Well, yeah, I'm just in a singing mood.
1: My my point in that is just, why do you have to comment on everything? You don't. But let's move on. What what do you got for us today, Anna?
0: Well, I wanted to spend a little time talking about our sister date we had the other day. Oh, my goodness. You guys, we are a bundle of joy.
1: Let me just say, I do not socialize. First of all, like pre-COVID socialization to now, completely different. Pre Sean socialization to now completely different because now I'm lucky. I get a babysitter. I've, I've talked about her. I get her once a week and that's for a few hours. And I change what I do. Sometimes I go to yoga, sometimes I go running. Sometimes I tried once to keep working in the house. That did not go over very well. And I had a feeling it wouldn't. And then I was like, you know what? I had a friend, she's got a small business. Her business was expanding and she was like, please, please, please come to our expansion happy hour. And I was like, Okay, okay, yes. And she goes, I'm gonna put you down for a plus one. I'm like, Where on earth would I find a plus one except for me. seven yeah, seven minutes north of my house? That's me. That's me. <laughs> so Anna agreed to go. So we got ourselves like pretty cuted up to she go. Did I wear a dress? She did wear a dress. I didn't Summer not. maxi. Yes. Yeah. And so I will let you take it from there on our on our night out, which which let me just say my night out started started around happy hour time and ended before Buddy had to go to bed. <laughs> and you know this is kind of funny, and you had to put it all
0: into perspective because when I was in New York City with the niece a little while ago, you know that happy hour time probably starts around nine, but here our happy hour time started. I think this event went from five to seven. Yes. And we probably got there close to five. And we talked to the people who own the business. And it was delightful. And they had this amazing charcuterie board thing set out on a table. It was like a whole charcuterie table. And I hope I'm saying that right because it's fun to say. But they were just meats and cheeses and veggies. And Alexandra's friend knows someone who's like hoping to do this as a business and set up. Like it's not just like a you know, charcuterie on a plate kind of thing, but it's actually, she sets up like butcher paper on a table and on counters and then displays everything. And it looked so fun. And so there was wine and it was really cute because the labels were them and the wine was labeled for them. And it was just, it was a lot of fun and it was really cute. And we sat down and we talked for a little while while we ate our little tidbits from the charcuterie board and had a glass of wine. And then we were like, okay, I feel like we're done here. Like, I feel like we've seen all that there is to be seen. We can only talk about this business as it applies to us for so long before we're like, now we probably need to go have dinner. Yeah. It's
1: probably about 15 minutes, maybe 20. Yeah. And And that's
0: nothing against the business. It was just
1: like, we got dressed up for 20 minutes.
0: We did. (laughs) We went, we saw, we conquered. I was introduced to the business people and hopefully we'll follow up with them. And then we can advertise them here when we, you know, connect with them a little bit more. There are opportunities. So we were definitely networking in that. 20 minutes. Yes. Self-serving as well as serving them and showing up and supporting their event. So then we get in the car, and Alexander's like, well, I feel like that was really short, and we spent like 15, 20 minutes there, and I have this babysitter until so long, and I want to you know, make it worth her while, because she's reading this book, right? This is her time <laughs> to put the kid down and then read her book, so I want to you know, grant her that time. And I was like, cool, yeah, where should we go? So there's this restaurant that we used to go to all the time that was very close to where I used to live, and um, it used to be like our Cheers, if you will. And is several years ago, pre-pandemic, we used to visit this place quite frequently. And then just over time, when and then Alexander got married and I moved and we kind of stopped frequenting this place, but she mentioned it. And I was like, awesome. Yes, sounds great. Let's go. Mind you, it's now about... 5 45 6 o'clock on a Friday night and we we're like it's probably going to be busy but we're just going to show up anyway and see what happens maybe there's a spot at the bar for us so we walk in and sure enough there are like eight groups waiting for tables no seats at the bar and Al and I are like hmm, what do you want to do I don't know we're just kind of standing there the owners that we knew before happened to be running around and it was really cool because one of the owners like saw us standing there and waved and recognized us and I was like that felt really cool because we hadn't been in this place and we used to go there together a lot. Mm-hmm. So probably context helped him remember who we were <laughs> standing there by the bar. It's like a familiar scene. But anyway, Alexander was like, uh, I don't know if I feel like waiting. I was like, I don't care. I wasn't really going to eat anyway. I had a big lunch that day. So I was like, cool. So she, she ordered dinner to go Mm -hmm. we didn't even get drinks but she oh yeah you had an interaction with the bartender
1: it was a little interesting yeah it is hard when you go to a place and I told Anna I don't really have a place in my neighborhood like this and it, it would be harder for me to arrange to go now but when I lived in downtown Denver I had a place that I would frequent and it was just nice to go people ended up knowing you and it was your neighborhood place. But there's almost all new staff at this restaurant. And so I'm like standing where you normally do to-go orders, but completely being ignored by the bartender. So then I w- I'm like, I don't know, where do I go to do this? So I walk over to where the servers can pick up the drinks to bring to the table. So I'm standing there and she's still ignoring me. She's pouring drinks right in front of me, still ignoring me. No hello, no nothing. And I, obviously I could have said hello, but I was like, what? I, am I in the wrong place? It was just, I was feeling a little weird. And so she's talking to all the people at the bar except me. And then she finally looks up at me and she's like, "So, uh, what can I do for you?" And I said, "I'd just like to put in an order for it to go." And she's like, "We'll go to the other side of the bar and wait there till I can come talk to you." And I was like, oh, okay, we're a little prickly, which salty will make me prickly, but okay, right. <laughs> all right." Uh-huh. So I did I going to feed off of your energy, right? Uh-huh. And so you know, I did. I went and waited and waited and waited. And waited... Like, she just purposely looked like she was putzing around the bar. I don't know. Maybe I was giving off a vibe. I don't know. But it felt like she was putzing around the bar, avoiding coming and taking my order. It did feel like that
0: because, yes, it's a Friday night. The place is not very big. There were two bartenders behind the bar. And so, yes, they were busy, but not that busy. And so when Alexandra says it felt like she was just putzing around and taking her time coming over, she really (laughs) looked like she was just putzing around and avoiding Alexandra and taking her time coming over
1: (laughs) yes anyway we got the food so Anna and I started logging like okay our Friday night our Friday night out is starting to look A little interesting so far, but we did not know at that point in time how much more interesting it was going to get. Yeah, because
0: what do (laughs) sisters do on a sister date after you've spent 20 minutes at a friend's happy hour, 20 minutes at a restaurant, not really productive, you're not sitting down, you're not talking to really anybody but yourselves, which is what we do on sister dates anyway, but it was... Buddy's birthday and his birthday party was coming up and we had to go to Schmarget. And I was like, Well, before you drop me off, since we're getting like close to the time, you know, you can get back and get to your babysitter, we can go to Schmarget. And Al was like, Oh, I might drop you off and then go. And I was like, Or since it's only like six thirty, I can go with you. So to Target we went. And you know how there's that people of Walmart? Well, (laughs) Our Target, I really like our Target. I feel like it's been remodeled. It's really great. It has a Starbucks in it. Walking through on a Friday night, <laughs> not, having had like two ounces of wine already, like an hour and
1: a half prior to my being at Target, I was like, I think it'd be really great if Target had a wine bar. I know, right? Because <laughs> that would be really She's fun. Like, why can't I have carry something around the store while we're shopping aimlessly? Yeah, like, like just walking around. People watching here is so
0: fun, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> So we, we hadn't even parked. We were still in the parking lot and we're driving around. Well, Alexander was driving to get into a parking spot and I don't know about you, but do you guys like have that space or or that side of a store or that aisle that you always have to park in? Because I sure do. (laughs) And and I have come to the dark side because I used to park on one side of the parking lot. And Alexandra was like, oof, I don't park over there. I park over here. And so then when I meet her at the Target or she's driving, we have to park on her side of the parking lot. So now I park on that side as well. That was a long bunny trail. But anyway, so she's <laughs> parking. And we see these two young ladies probably upper teens, maybe. That's what I would say. Walking into the store. And they had ridiculously short shorts. Now, shorts are called shorts because they're short. But <laughs> as they were walking in, like, their buns were hanging out. And I was That's like, true. oh, my God, Alec, like, they are going into the store And their buns are hanging out. And then as I am observing this and communicating this to Alexandra as she's trying to find a parking space, I watch one of the ladies dig up and bring (laughs) her underwear out of the butt crack to release the wedgie that had occurred. And I was like oh my God, she just reached up and released a wedgie. And now she's going to go into this
1: store and touch things. (laughs) Anna, literally, if I would have let her, would have hopped out of the car with her fanny pack and her hand sanitizer and gone up and squirted the girl.
0: That is very funny that you said that because I haven't even worn my fanny pack in a long time and I wasn't that night. But you are so right that I (laughs) wanted to go up and spritz hand sanny all over them. So then we get our stuff that we're getting at, at the Target. And we oh. get into line. And we decided to go into self-checkout.
1: Do you right. tell this
0: story? You well, tell this story. and
1: he, and here's what I'll say. So children cry all the time. All the time. And one of the worst things that can happen when you have a child who's having a complete meltdown. Like I'll say, Buddy had a meltdown once at Home Depot. And I literally just sat in the middle of an aisle on the floor with him until he was done. And everyone looks at you. And of course, whether or not people are judging you, it just feels like they are. But then people automatically go to like fix it mode. So we finally get everything that we need for Buddy's birthday party. Anna did not have her wine taster throughout the Target, though she wanted to get some of the what are the ice okay. slurpees? The truly yeah. frozen.
0: Yeah, Slurpee? truly lemonade Otter pops. There you go. Otter they're pops. not Otter Pops, but they're truly lemonade pops in the little yes. plastic sleeves. And I did go back and buy them another day.
1: Oh, good for you! They're in yep. my freezer right we'll now. We'll have freezing. to follow up on how those are. I bet they're delicious. So there's this like. I'd say she's probably like two-year-old who's like in her stroller. Yes. And she is just losing it. And the mom is just like waiting in line for self-checkout. And of course, like one of the self-checkout kiosks is closed. So there's only three. They're full. People are coming with all sorts of stuff. And then we're waiting in line in front of her. And my thing, usually when kids are crying like that, and it's true, I'll usually say, oh man, what you're showing externally is how I feel internally. Mm -hmm. And that's usually true. And the poor thing is just losing it. And the mom's just like, how do I get through this line? And I watched this other woman go up. And you know, when you're about to check out, they have all that crap, basically. Like, they have all the little goldfish and gum and chocolate. It's called point of sale. exactly. Merchandise. So they have all that stuff, the eye candy, that they're hoping you'll take on your way Mm -hmm. out. And this woman walks over. I thought she was grandma. And I did at first until I watched the whole interaction. She goes over, grabs one of the mini boxes of goldfish, shakes it. And walks over to this two-year-old and hands it to her. I thought she was grandma. And she shakes it at her. And she goes, little fishies, don't you want some little fishies? And she's like, here you go. They're called goldfish. And she's walking away. And she's like, fish, can you say fish, goldfish? And the little girl kind of stops crying. And she's shaking the box. This woman disappears into the store. Not grandma. And Anna's like, oh, the grandma. And I was like, oh, no, that wasn't grandma. Like, some random lady picked up an item in the store handed it to someone else's child not to the mom not to the mom didn't ask the mom and Yikes. then at this point I'm like I have to ignore the rest of the situation but I'm almost positive the mom ended up buying the goldfish for her child and I I would not have like I would have been like sorry buddy not happening and go ahead and keep crying then. But I was kind of appalled. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand when people want to help or they're like, oh, this might help. But there are so many reasons why you don't walk up to someone else's child and hand them something. Like, I appreciate when people, people all the time want to give buddy dum-dums or suckers or candy. And I appreciate that they ask because then I can give them an informed decision on that. But then it's like, I'm the one making the decision, not some stranger.
0: Right. What if she's (laughs) gluten-free? Could be. And cannot so many things.
1: It could be allergies. It could be like, what are you teaching the child? Sorry that my kid's crying is making you uncomfortable, so why don't you walk away? Yeah, and and now I'm going to have you pay for this thing
0: that I just gave your kid. I was all set to let this mom and her crying kid go in front of us so because we know how uncomfortable it is when your kid is having a meltdown and you just want to get out of the place. So I was all set to let her go in front of me until I saw what I thought was grandma handing the kid a little snack, and it did quiet her down, okay there was a solution. But yes, when Alexandra told me, no, it was just a random woman who handed the child a snack and then walked away having the mom pay for this thing. It was just such a really weird situation, people of Target, and made me even wish more that I had a wine bar to sit at and
1: (laughs) watch this, have a drink of wine and watch this all go down. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, and and that was my thing, because at first then I was like, do you hand the crackers with cash and say, here you go for your kid? But even that, if someone did that to me, I'd be like, take your money and your crackers and shove it. Like, get the F out of my face. (laughs) Like, again, sorry, my kid having a meltdown is bothering you, Yeah, but let me handle it the way I need to. So weird. Anyway. It it was so weird. It was just so. so, And so literally, I took on a home after that and went home and put Buddy to bed. Well. (laughs) That was our Friday night out. Woo.
0: Yes. After we watched that all happen, we got into our car (laughs) and talked about it. And then I was home by seven. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun sister date, though.
1: It was. You just had to make sure that you were, you know, in bed on time.
0: You know, despite the fact that we podcast together, we do see each other often. It's not often that we do dates like that and um, spend that kind of quality time. So it was very nice. Yeah. So (laughs) speaking of Target, do you know what makes me a little depressed? The fact that stores like that have had school supplies out since like mid june It's like school ended and they were like, let's just threaten you with the fact that you're going to have to go back already. So that makes me a little depressed. But then you know what doesn't make me depressed? Vacations. (laughs) That's good.
2: Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundle, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network.
1: And you've had some trips lately. Yes. Tell me about them. I took Buddy out of town and I'll say this, Buddy didn't have daycare for a week and so I just thought maybe I should take him out of town. It's around his birthday and so here's the whole story. I was going to take him up to a place in the Colorado mountains and they have some fun pools and a little kid area and Buddy loves the water. So I was like, okay let's go do this. This will be really nice. We'll just go up for one night. He usually does very well traveling. I haven't really done road trips with him. He's great on airplanes, but I've always been nervous with road trips. And it's mostly, that's just me projecting my own stuff because I don't do well on road trips. I think we've talked about this, but it's because that's usually our mode of transportation as children for travel.
0: That's how I got to 50 states. <laughs>
1: that is how she got well, to no, 50 Well, no, I got to 48 that way. <laughs> 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 we can do simple math. <laughs> the other we two, know, I had to fly. <laughs> we know geography. Well, maybe Anna did drive, but it was a little <laughs> little weird for Anna. <laughs> Those a ferries. big fairies. <laughs> the day before I left, I noticed that there had been some flash flooding warnings going on in the area where we were going. And then my car dinged with a service due little message. And I texted Anna and I was like, okay, so I don't know if these are coincidences. I don't know if this is a, we shouldn't be going on this trip. It always brings me back to that whole story about the guy with the flooding, and he's like, God's gonna save me, and he gets the alarm, and he's like, God's gonna save me, and the boat comes, and he's like, God's gonna save me, and then he dies, and he's like, What happened? And God is like, I gave you a boat and an alarm, and you didn't listen, so that's where I was like, Anna, do you think that I shouldn't go? And she was like, Not exactly, and I said, Okay, I'm gonna listen to my gut the morning of and see no flash flooding. Canyon was open. Yeah, I said, don't not go because something might happen. Well, sure. But you also, you know, I'm one who's like, OK, if you get those signs or those messages, or then heed them. I'd be like, when the car breaks down and you're on the side of the road with a screaming <laughs>
0: toddler, <laughs> then call me. I'll come get you. And you'll know that you shouldn't do this trip.
1: <laughs> when everything blows up in your face, mm-hmm. then call me. Then call me. I'll come get you. So, so we make it up to our destination. We have a, a grand old time at the pool. It starts to rain a little bit. Buddy got to go on his first little roller coaster. It was super sweet. Our room wasn't ready in our hotel. So every time I tried to check in a couple times, couldn't get in there. Just have to be a little flexible. We finally get into the hotel. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to shower. I'm going to get ready in my jammies. And Buddy was watching a little show. And then it's time for me to read his stories and for him to go night-night. All hell breaks loose. Uh Uh-oh. And it's not like, oh, he wanted to watch TV. As soon as I was like, it's time for you to go to bed, he starts crying and he starts going, no, we need to get in the car. Concerning. No bed, we're okay. Now, granted, we were staying at one of the oldest hotels in Colorado, and so at one point, I was like. Is anyone else here in the room with us, buddy? It's
0: known to be haunted. Teddy Roosevelt used to stay there all the time when he went on his hunting expeditions. It's It's called called Teddy Bears. Yeah. It's called the Hotel Colorado.
1: Awesome place, but also haunted. Yeah. And so I'm like, hey, buddy, is there someone else in the room with us? Nope. Just buddy and mama. But he's like, no, we need to get in the car and go. And I'm like, buddy, what's going on? You are fine with travel. We're going to go to the pool in the morning. He at one point just tried to leave the room and he's like crying at the door. It's so sad. So sad. And I'm just trying to console him. So I'm like singing to him. That's not working. I'm trying to cuddle with him. Not working. He finally smacks me in the face. And I'm like, not cool, dude. Not cool. Right? And he's three. I get it. Like, this is normal behavior. Well, Mm -hmm. it seems to be typical. Mm -hmm. So I tell him, I'm going to let you do your thing over here. I'm going to read. I'm going to turn my back to you and read. And he loses it even more. Planned ignoring. It's a strategy. (laughs) He starts... Just wailing, kicking, punching, slapping, pinching, anything that he can do. And it's nonstop. Usually he'll like swat and then that's it. But this is like continued. And finally, I just said, you know what? I can't do this all night and it's not fair to you. You're going to be miserable. So fine. We will just pack up and go home. So I pack this up and I'm fuming, fuming. I won't lie. I mean, there's shame and guilt around it, but I was just fuming. I was like, this is so frustrating, but fine. It's 830 at night. We will drive the two and a half hours home. That's fine. So I pack up the car, pack up the kid, within 15 minutes he is asleep in the car, sleeps the whole way, sleeps in the next morning. We get home like a little bit before midnight. Everything is fine. We sleep. The next day I get a text from a friend trying to go through where we were staying and she's like, it's a good thing that you guys left because at some point early in the morning a semi like jackknifed and rolled off the highway causing a major accident, and they had to close the highway. Mm -hmm. It was not reopened until that following evening, and we were planning on heading back down to town like around 11 noon. Wouldn't have been able to. They would have had to reroute, and I would have had to go more east, like towards Utah, and take like a five-hour
0: yeah, the rerouting from that place is, is not easy and it usually takes an hour to two hours longer,
1: which just makes for a longer road trip for both of you, which would not have done either of you any good. No. And no matter what time too, there were multiple accidents on that detour route. That caused what would be normally, like Mm -hmm. Anna said, maybe one to two hours longer to be three to four hours longer. Yikes. So people were expecting that it would just be a five hour trip and it was like seven to eight hours. And all the
0: relaxing you had just done would have been (laughs) completely undone. Ruined. Well, in light of Alexandra's story, we thought it would be great to share some tips and tricks for when you are a single parent traveling with (laughs) a toddler. So if you are a single parent, this would be helpful. Or if you happen to be just traveling alone with a toddler, here are some tips from the internet about things you should consider when you are traveling alone. If you're going on an airplane, one website says, Do not board the airplane early. Now, I as an adult get very excited when traveling with a toddler because we get to board early and get our seats, but it actually then means we're sitting on the plane in a very confined space with a very little person who cannot move anywhere they want to for about 45 minutes to an hour. So I kind of agree with this. Like, even though I selfishly want to get on the plane early and get my stuff situated, don't do it. Not when you're traveling alone with a little human. Include extra clothes as carry-ons for everyone is the good suggestion. Oh, sticky notes are great for automatic flushing toilets. And I've had this experience, I think I talked about it last time, with Buddy when having to take him to the bathroom and he's terrified. And our youngest niece was the same way, terrified of the automatic flushing. He's not as much, but... Well, he's grown up in the last two weeks. (laughs) You just put a sticky note over the sensor so it doesn't automatically flush and think that they're going to get sucked down with it. Pack your own food, invest in a travel potty, check out the local places where you're going for loaner furniture or loaner anything. And I think it's really cool that a lot of places do that. Try not to stress, try to relax. I love this one. Children can feel your stress, so try to relax. Now, (laughs) I, when traveling with the older niece the other day, we were in the airport and we're delayed and there was a lot of stress. I had to have the conversation with her that this is very stressful for all of us. And I'm really trying to keep it together on the inside and not show it on the outside. But on the inside, I'm actually falling apart. So I need you to help me and keep it together. okay? because every single adult at this gate right now, which is about 200 of us, we're all freaking out on the inside. So that's a difficult one to do. I do like that not excusing your children's poor behavior when you're traveling. Like I think that because we're so stressed out that we tend to be like, I'm so sorry for my kids' behavior. Don't do that. You don't owe anything to anybody else.
1: Everybody is stressed out. Behavior is completely appropriate because they don't have that internal regulation that adults do.
0: Exactly. Give yourself some extra leeway. Here's another site that says, do travel alone with your kid. It's worth it. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Make sure that people at home have copies of your itineraries and extra documents of things. Very helpful tips and tricks for traveling. Take advantage of deals and offerings. Stay safe, people. Stay safe when you're traveling as a single parent with your toddler or child, no matter how old that child is. And just a few more. Don't forget the medicine at home. (laughs) Thank you, website. Book transportation in advance. Oh, this one says do board early. (laughs) The internet is so confusing. Do it. Don't do it. I don't know. Avoid sugar on the road. Sometimes M&Ms, like isn't that the way to like help their ears pop? You know, some people have given their kids M&Ms or something like that to chew on when you're actually taking off and landing, you know, besides sucking on a pacifier or their fingers and Mm -hmm. gum if they're not old enough to do gum. Have you heard that? No. (laughs) <laughs> um, do a little training before you leave hey buddy let's practice what it's going to be like to get on the airplane that's so silly invest in a child tracker I'm just reading this for the first time let's just insert
1: some device into your neck or head or. they're on, usually know, watches or they're like little ankle bands
0: okay good because I'm not a fan of the leashes I'm, I'm going to be completely 100%
1: honest I don't like the backpack leash thing. I've seen it for reasons that make sense especially for kids with disabilities. But yes, for my toddler, it's just not the right choice for me, but I understand the choices. I hear
0: you. I (laughs) I do. I hear you. And I am not shaming anybody who has done it for me personally. I don't like it. Also, this website, I don't think I'm a fan of it because it's like announce in advance you have kids as if you're apologizing for your children's behavior. Anyway, so they're very basic. I don't know. There's lots of tips and tricks. If you're going to be a single person traveling with a child, the internet is full of information for you. So you're not alone. Oh, speaking of, do you have any tips (laughs) and tricks from your
1: experiences? Well, sure. I mean, I've definitely done the board early and I think... When you have to manage multiple things like a stroller or bag or then you have to get stuff out of your bag for your kid, to me it's just easier to do that without having to manage other people's laps. And Mm there are suitcases. And so this way I can pull out the stuff that I need. I can put stuff above that I need to. I can be assured that I'm going to have room above right? because there's not always room there. And then I can kind of get him settled. I do understand if you end up like on the tarmac for a longer period of time. But I also try and make sure to have as many interactive toys that Mm. I can to kind of go through stuff with what are yours what are some of your favorite interactive toys for him I love busy books now the thing with busy books is that there are different ones and so sometimes you have to manage the smaller pieces Mm -hmm. but I like being able to flip through those I love the water wows that you and our mom have gotten buddy he loves those he calls it painting he does Melissa and Doug Yeah. We'll put links to some of Mm -hmm. this stuff so you guys can see what I've used. Books. He loves looking at books, especially if we're traveling. I always add, usually he has a little backpack that we'll take to restaurants and stuff that has stuff in it. But if we're traveling, I usually beef that stuff up. Coloring. He loves coloring. Well, right now he loves watching other people color. (laughs) He does.
0: -hmm. I want to color. Nana, let me sit on your lap and you color and
1: I'll watch. And I will say that I am someone and I've gone back and forth. There is research that goes against any sort of screen time for children. But when it comes to travel, Buddy, at least for his younger years, he has been like me where I'll put something on for him and he ends up sleeping on the flight. Mm -hmm. So I will do that and then just have him have him sleep. There are times that he'll like wake up a little bit, but for the most part, for the shorter flights, he does pretty well. So that's kind of the different stuff that... I like to do and he loves cars so I will allow him to have some cars but there was one that I saw that was like a little lap cover kind of like a lap desk thing that you could put your but it has little pockets on the sides where (laughs) kids can play I haven't purchased anything like that for him before but I have thought about it as he gets older so that way because the trays aren't really there but this way he could have something kind of over him on his seat
0: He's getting to that
1: point where he's going to be in his own seat soon, huh? He already is. Yeah. What? Yeah. After two, he has to be in his own seat. Oh, boy. Yeah. So that's kind of that. The stuff that came up for me with this particular trip. So a first travel after Sean died was when we went to Texas. Mm -hmm. And that was like an interesting first trip. Then I had my first flying trip alone with buddy and that was around Christmas time and so that was me managing all of our luggage everything but we were visiting friends or family I should say so we had like a destination this was the first time it was just the two of us and we were staying at a hotel he stayed at hotels before but there Mm -hmm. have been other people so a couple of things that came up one would be like the check-in hotel check-in is usually in the afternoon late afternoon and Mm -hmm. that's after nap time and he still does nap so He was so close to falling asleep at the pool. He was all bundled up. I mean, it was a perfect scenario until a lady sat down next to us and started having a FaceTime phone call. And she saw him. Like, he was facing her with his eyes starting to close. I will say she did put the volume down, but I was like, oh, come on. Like, you can't even put in, like... Earbuds or something, or take a walk while you're doing. Isn't that it? just
0: like a nice, polite thing to do anyway? For all you people <sighs> who FaceTime out loud, like, <laughs> and you're in public, like, I don't need to hear your conversation.
1: Plug some headphones in. Yeah. So the nap thing was one, and he is at a point where he, like, some days can go without a nap. It does impact him. So that was something that I, I would say, like, keep in mind wherever you're going for the ladies and sorry for our male listeners on this Mm -hmm. one, but I was thinking to myself, like it would be more difficult traveling with him by myself. If I happen to be on my cycle, Mm. we had to like figure out how to sink our bathroom breaks because it would be like, I have to go. And he would say he didn't have to go or I try. And then we'd get in the pool and he'd be like, I have to go potty. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, we just went. (laughs) And then you're managing like floaties and your shoes. And it's just Things like that that you have to manage. The flexibility, I would say, it was one of the biggest things because, like I said, I tried checking in our hotel a couple times and then just had to fly by the seat of our pants a little bit. So that's how we ended up, like, taking this gondola ride. That's how he got on his first little roller coaster ride and just being, like, really patient with him about it and... The other thing I would say, too, is having to leave stuff unattended, which is something that happens even if I'm out in public with him. Like, if we do have to run to the bathroom or something, it's like, what all do I feel that I have to have with me to go do so? And I know some people where a wheelchair was their primary mode of transportation, and they would talk about how frustrating it was when able-bodied people would use the ADA bathrooms. But I'm like, with a child trying to fit us into a narrow stall with stuff and then the two of us so so that was just like a couple things where I'd have to think about like we use the ADA bathroom stalls all the time but just like okay I'm just gonna trust that I can leave my stuff here and like your feeding schedule is off so I do agree with like having snacks with you always backup snacks and water hydrate hydrate hydrate
0: extra clothes extra food extra water Mm -hmm. just be extra this is probably one of the situations where it's
1: okay to be extra Mm -hmm. in fact it's probably called for oh yeah I'm taking another trip soon and I'm packing buddy because he's not coming with me but he's gonna stay with some family and I'm just like well here's what I plan for his outfits but here are the backup outfits Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you just do you just do yeah with all the
0: travel I'm doing this summer and you talking about bathrooms, it's made me think about like the different airport bathrooms that I've been to. And I feel like this could be a coffee table book. And I've thought about it before. (laughs) And and the oldest niece would laugh because I was taking pictures of toilets on the submarine that we went on, (laughs) that we toured around on the aircraft carrier, Because I was just fascinated with like, where do people go to the bathroom on this thing? Like, How do you take care of your basic needs? Even when we were watching Formula One, I was like, how do they go to the bathroom? Right? I don't know why. It's just a thing (laughs) I think about. And I'm just curious. Like when you go in the space station, where do you go to the bathroom? And I know like, do people wear diapers? How does that work? So I've had some answers to these questions, but for whatever reason, it's something that I'm intrigued by. And it was interesting to see like at DIA, I think the bathroom situation sucks. The stalls suck. They're often dirty, despite I've seen people cleaning them all the time and I feel like they just can't keep up with how busy Denver International Airport is. Yeah. I feel bad for them, but I feel
1: like they could use a real good makeover. The new ones are kind of fancy, though, because they're doing some renovations at, at DIA. Well, but... I'm
0: excited about that, then, because having like been to New York or uh, Los Angeles or San Francisco or Dallas, where their stalls are made just bigger because you have all your luggage that you bring with you and all the carry-on situation anymore, and so Denver hasn't actually caught up with with that right but I appreciate that about the other airports so no one steal my idea stay tuned it's a book idea Alexandra's book is going to be amazing and about this very serious topic and I'm going to bring you pictures <laughs> of Lou's. you're welcome it's a great
1: balance <laughs> like we said we want to bring some of those serious things of life and then have some levity to go yeah with it. heck yeah Well, any other tips that you have as a single parent traveling with a toddler? No, I do want to say I think Anna and I have talked about maybe at some point doing a segment around how adults interact with children Mm. because Mm -hmm. obviously like Buddy is super cute. And so adults are like, oh, you're so cute. And they start having conversations. But I feel like sometimes our social graces and our spatial awareness and, and the way that we talk to children is very different than how we'd approach adults sometimes. So I'm hoping that we can uh, bring some of that to you guys sometime. Deaf, Most death. <laughs> <laughs> well, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah.
0: However, we can't do it today because we're out <laughs> of time. And now we have to do the STW joke of the day. So Shanti, T, this one is for you. It's more a riddle than a joke. So I hope you're with me on the same page here. Okay. okay? What has one head, one foot, but four legs?
1: One head, one foot, and four legs. I don't know.
0: It's like those things that are going around on Facebook about two chickens and 18 cows and one person walk into a room and how many legs are on the floor. And there's like, they talk about a chair and a chair has legs or a table has legs. It's really interesting. Anyway, what has one head, one (laughs) foot, but four legs? A bed. A bed. A bed. That's fantastic. I think so. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We hope that you will stay tuned again in the future. Yeah, don't forget to subscribe so you know when episodes drop and you get like the first initial news because I'm trying to be better on Twitter. I'm I'm getting there. I like retweeted one of Matt's tweets about us. So thanks. (laughs) Thanks for the tweets. And don't be afraid to retweet what we tweet because I'm not on there very often. Say that five times fast. To Tweet, tweet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, y'all, we hope you have a great week. We love you and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
2: Thanks for listening to The Russian Sisters. To connect with them, go to therussianSisters.com. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.
0: The podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay
2: from Jagged Detroit podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod Six One Seven, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts.